um, I get to jump in um, and share of uh, the time that I got that I got jumped into the dad gang. Uh, November 2020, I, I have a picture of some of the early moments of me being a dad. Um, I brought um, here an image of the first time that I got to give our baby girl a bottle. Um, there it is. She was just a couple of days old. And, and these moments are special. I know for parents, you like to share these moments. This is definitely one of them. First bottle, um, you know, that I, that that I got to give Charlie joy. And as I was thinking about this moment, it made me think about other moments that you and I probably have seen on newspapers or in videos or the internet um, of like a ribbon cutting ceremony. You guys have seen that, right? And what typically happens at that ribbon cutting ceremony is there's like a local politician, like the mayor or, or you know, someone of, of importance that comes, or maybe even it's the business owner, and they're cutting the ribbon. But here's what we all know, that they did very little of the actual work to construct the building or the business, right? Like, like typically, it's more like for photo. Um, and that's kind of what I was thinking about as I was giving Charlie Joy that bottle. That is totally, you get it? Do you see it? Because up until that point, I really hadn't done much. You know, that was purely, uh, yeah. So, um, so our story began where Charlie was born, and uh, she was not able to come home immediately with us. And no one, n- nothing prepares you for that moment to, like, go home without your baby. Um, and so we had that experience. And so for the first 26 days of her life, um, she was in the NICU at OHSU. And what that meant was for the first 20-plus days of her life, I believe it was 26, she was surrounded by baby professionals. Like, these are the people that know babies the best. I mean, they're like, you know, changing the diaper. Like, they're like flipping them like burgers. I mean, they're just, I'm like, what does that do? What's that? What's going on? Um, you know, I have all these questions. And so at the end of that time, when, when Charlie had met all her milestones and they said, you can go home as a family, there is one final thing that I believe they make every parent do. Or maybe they just looked at me and said, this guy needs a little extra help. And they put us in a room, and it's like a 30-minute, um, like, safety, at-home safety training video, where what they do is they highlight all the ways things can go really, really wrong <laughs> with your infant child. I mean, this is how they can get electrocu- electrocuted. This is how they can choke. I mean, it's, it, like, it felt like I was watching, like, a finals destination version for infants, right? <laughs> That's how it felt. Right? It was horrible. And then at the end of that, they're like, do you have any questions? And like, I, I'm sitting in silence. And they're like, okay, well, you're ready to go home. Here's your baby girl. Right? Good luck. And I just remember thinking, are you serious? You're going to trust me with this highly fragile, fully dependent 24 hours a day baby. I mean, I barely managed to install the car seat. Okay? Like that was a win for me. Um, And so many of us who've been parents can probably relate to moments in your journey where you have felt this deep sense of unpreparedness. Is anyone with me on that? Where you just asked yourself or said out loud or thought, man, can I really do this? Well, if you've ever had that or if you're experiencing that, well, welcome. Welcome to week one of our new series we are calling Parenting. And can you guess what it's about? 
Yes, quite clever, right? And here's what we want to do before we jump into the content. I want to give a couple of uh, uh, books and gift cards away. Um, first, I want to give uh, this to the newest parent. So who here has the youngest child, baby girl or boy? Um, so ra raise your hand if you think that's you. Like under a year, you're probably in that category. Anyone? Wow, you guys aren't having enough children. What's happening here? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, any two-year-olds? 18 months. 18 months. What, what do we have over here? She just turned two, so the 18-month it going once? Going twice, 18 months, congratulations. Yep. So um, you're, you have a gift card. Um, don't worry about if you don't get to the book anytime soon, okay? Your child is 18 months. There's no expectation. And if you want the audio version of that, I'm happy to send that to you, okay? And then the next group of parents or uh, family household is the parents with the most teenagers. Just, just lift up your finger. If you have more than one teenager in your household, Okay, we got two over here. Yes? Oh, you kicked one out. They said they kicked one out. So they're, okay, we have four over here, four teenagers. That's going to be hard to beat. Okay, we have a youth pastor, professional youth pastor right here. Here you go, sister. There you go. Let's give them a hand. So um, here's what you need to know. Um, this book is important because this book is our parenting group material, and really what's shaping and inspiring our conversations that we're going to be here in the next four weeks. And so the book is called Parenting, Getting It Right by Andy and Sandra Stanley. And so um, we just want to encourage you to consider that book. And I'll tell you about ways you can plug into that group a little bit later. But you might be asking why. Why, Carlos? Why would we spend several Sundays on this topic of parenting? Well, I want to I begin there. I think that's an important question. And I want to offer a few reasons. The first one is this. Our vision compels it. We want to be the best place for kids and youth in Washington County. And it's our conviction that the best place for kids and youth should intentionally make space for the formation of healthy adults, especially the parents. Because here's what we know. Healthy kids and youth typically come from being in relationship with healthy parents. Notice I said healthy, not perfect, because that person doesn't exist, right? right? A perfect parent doesn't exist, but we can all become better. And so our vision compels us to bring to the forefront support, championing, and equipping our parents of all kinds. And so reason number two, the majority, the large majority of spiritual formation doesn't happen at church. Where do you think it happens? It happens at home. We've done the math, right? Um, some would say that on average, children have annually spent about 40 hours at church versus 3,000 3, hours at home. That's in one year. So if you multiply that by 18, you can see the uh, disparity, right? And so Andy Stanley, he addresses this reality of spiritual formation mostly happening at, at home. And he says this, what happens at home is far more catalytic than anything that happens at church. Parents or, or grandparents 
Only you can demonstrate day by day, season by season, what it looks like to allow the teachings of Jesus to shape decisions and relationships in the eyes, hearts, and minds of your children. And so we believe this. We see this. We're convinced of this. This is our reality. Spiritual formation happens at home. And um, uh, the Bible uh, speaks to this. In Deuteronomy 6, we have uh, this uh, set of verses. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your what? Your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit where? At home. And when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up. And so you see, this, th- these verses, they're describing more than just bringing our children to a gathering once a week. They're talking about the, the role, they're describing the parents' role to impress our faith, to inspire faith in our children in the everyday moments and places of our lives with them. And so we believe this, um, parents, you are on the front line of spiritually forming your children. That's just the reality. And so we, uh, we want to make space to support you. And number three, God cares deeply about the parent-child relationship. God cares deeply about the parent-child relationship. He cares so much about it. He values it so much that when he came up with the Ten Commandments, he included honor your father, your father and your mother in Exodus, right? And so here's where I want to go with that. I want to speak on the fact that honor means that we don't get to bash our parents' best attempts at parenting, This will not be a gathering where we spend weeks reflecting on all the ways our parents messed us up. You pay really good money to your therapist to have that discussion, right? (laughs) That's not what we're going to do. Because here's my own personal conviction, uh, belief. It's that most of our parents, most of our parents, they intended well. They intended well. They did the best they could with the cards they were dealt. You know, the the knowledge they had about child development and psychology, uh, the cultural norms of their day, their church's particular teachings on family and disciplining their children, their resources, their education, their time and history, their upbringing. They did their best. And here's what I also know about this current generation of parents. You, too are doing your best. And I want you to hear that. You are doing your best. And so we simply want to be a faith community that helps you become better. Whether it's your biological child, your bonus child, an infant child, your 18-month-old or your 14s, your adult child, whether you are parenting with your spouse, or you're co-parenting, or you're single parenting, or you are grandparenting, here's what we want to be. We want to be of support and of championing you. And the last reason that we want to spend some time in a parenting series is this. It's purely selfish, and that's because this guy's a new parent. (laughs) And guess what that means? 
I need help. I want to spend some time reflecting on my parenting now as I raise a three-year-old. I want to gather around other families and other parents and hear about what they're thinking and what they're planning and what they're doing. Uh, Matter of fact, I want to gleam from the different stages of parenting because once you're a parent, always a parent. And so um, this series, this conversation is anyone who um, knows the value of the home, um, but also those parents, current and future, who would say, I need help too. Is there anyone else in the room that would say that? Some nods, yes. Because um, here's what we know, parenting is complicated, and as the book says, we want to get it right. We want to get it right. So are you ready to dive in? Okay, so here's, here's our belief. It starts with a question. Every parent should be asking this question. It's a simple question. It's this. What's your it? Everyone say that. What's your it? That's the starting question, and here's what it means. What is the goal of your parenting? What are you striving towards? What are you parenting towards? Andy and Sandra Stanley call it the North Star. Do you see that? The North Star. This is the first task of every intentional parent is starting here, is starting with the end in mind. Where are we going? What's the destination? How are we going to know if we ever get there? And so we as parents do, do really, well, really well to think about our parenting destination. Simply put, the way I'm describing it is what's your it. And it helps to know that because here's the truth. We all have one. Whether we're aware of it or not, all of us who are parents or who have been parents, we have parented toward something. And so the question really becomes, do we know what it is? Have we defined it? Have we given some some clarity towards that it, towards the end goal? And if you're married, does your spouse agree? And then lastly, probably the most important question, is that the best it that we can come up with? Here's what Andy says. He says, most parents are so busy parenting, they never stop to consider what they're parenting to or what they're parenting for. If you don't hit pause long enough to consider the direction in which you are parenting, you may wake up one day to realize that you parented in the wrong direction. That's scary, right? That's not what we want to discover. And so every parent, I believe, including myself, I'm preaching to myself, um, needs to start with an it. We need to know our it or know your it. And here's, here's, a, here's the thing about the it. It doesn't need to be complicated. As a matter of fact, it shouldn't be complicated because parenting is already complicated. The it should be short, sweet, and simple. Anyone who knows about branding or mission statements know that the best kind of mission statement is the, is the statement that you could put on a hat, that you could put on a shirt. And so when we think of our it, we would actually challenge every household to put it in one sentence. Make your it a one-sentence declaration. I want to give you guys a few examples. These are just some that I came up top of my head that could be um, 
someone's it, your parents' it. First one is, my goal is to raise a law-abiding citizen, right? My goal is to raise an academic scholar. See where the value is there. My goal is to raise the next super sport, uh, sports star, the next Serena Williams. Catch this one. This is a really good one. My goal is to raise someone who can fund my retirement. <laughs> I'm going to keep that one. That's, that's, I'm going to hold on to that. Maybe, maybe you're, you would say, I am not going to describe behavior. I'm going to describe being. So your goal is to raise a good person. Your goal is to raise a kind individual. Your goal is to raise a compassionate human being. Notice all of those are it's, and they're described in one sentence. So maybe you're here today, you just finished half of your coffee, and you're like me at the beginning of this conversation, and you're thinking, Carlos, I'll be honest with you, I haven't thought about my it. I didn't know I needed an it. My parents never described an it. Please help me with some good examples of some hits. I need help. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to offer one for you. I want to offer you an it. And it's simple. It's one sentence. It's this. What if we made our parenting it to enjoy a lifelong relationship with our children? A lifelong relationship. Simple and to the point. You could put it on a t-shirt. And the focus of this it you can really boil it down to two words, and that's lifelong relationship. And that's where I want to go. I want to talk about what I mean by that. Andy and Sandra Stanley, they, they describe it this way. Kids who enjoy being with us and with each other, even when they no longer have to be. Do you see that? Do you see the value in relationships in that it? What if we decided... Your household decided that your it would be parenting towards healthy adult relationships with your children and healthy adult relationships between siblings to raise children that you can enjoy a relationship for the rest of your life. Here's what that does. This it places the relationship at the center. The relationship becomes the most important thing. And then, therefore, every parenting decisions, or at least the big ones, are now, they now have a filter where we are now parenting with the relationship in mind. And that's the gift of an it. It gives you clarity. And so you can ask yourself questions like, if it's good for the relationship, then it's good. If it's harmful for the relationship, Maybe that's not our best path forward. Are you with me? And here's the thing. <clears throat> the importance about relationship is simple when you break it down. And that's because relationship equates influence. I mean, think about that. Relationship means you have a space, you have a voice you have an influence in the life of the person that you deeply care about. And so the relationship allows for everything else to happen, and the opposite is true. No relationship means what? No influence. Game over. And I won't try to do the thing that Jordan did because he, he did it so well, right? We know that a, the moment a relationship is severed, 
or damaged, then we lose any kind of ability to have any kind of formative impact with that other person. And so relationship becomes the goal, our it. We want healthy, enjoyable, vibrant, lifelong relationship with our children. And so I'm going to suggest to you that that could potentially be your greatest parent destination. So here's what we've done. I've challenged everyone, regardless of whether you agree with that one or not, I've challenged everyone to consider your parenting it. I've challenged you to make it simple and put it in one sentence. I've also offered you an it in case you needed one. Um, And so now I want to just offer some practical responses of where we go from here, this being very much an introduction to the topic or to the conversation. The first action step, um, I would invite every one of you to keep coming back. Keep coming back. Continue in this conversation. Um, Where we're going with this is uh, next week we're going to talk about the four stages of parenting, right, based on age um, and child development. Um, The following week we're going to talk about how ways we can form resilient faith in our children and those of us who are followers of Jesus We would very much want that. Um, The third week, um, we're going to be talking about marriage marriage and uh, why that's important. And then we're going to finalize this whole conversation thing I am very much excited about with a parent panel where we're going to bring the practitioners, those that have gone way before, um, and they're going to be up on stage, and we're going to be asking some questions, interview style, and we're going to be intentional about bringing up here people or um, couples that are on the different stages of the parenting journey so that we get the spectrum. Um, so that's where we're going, and we invite you to come back to that, whether in, 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 in a person or online, um, that's where we're going. Step number two, for those of you who are parents, um, we invite you to this uh, small group that we're offering that, that we're actually pushing back to give more time for you guys to say yes. And so that small group is going to start February 18th. Um, It's going to be meeting on Sundays from 4 to 5.30. Kid care is going to be provided. You're going to have snacks. You're going to have a bunch of great um, uh, group facilitators. And it's all going to revolve around this book that you're also going to get when you sign up. We're going to watch a video together. We're going to have conversations. And um, there's going to be so much growth that comes out of that. And so let me just tell you, parents, uh, this is a great sacrifice because I know Sundays are are wonderful, especially a sunny Sunday like today. But when are you going to hit pause? When are you going to stop and think about this wonderful gift that many of us have, and that's the gift of being able to raise a life and form a life? And so there's value in that. I don't, I don't think I have to convince you, but um, I just invite you to consider that opportunity in the small group. And then the last thing um, has nothing to do with coming here or gathering in small groups. It's really the way you live. Um, and that's to intentionally get around families at different stages of their parenting journey. Here's why I believe that. We need to see it up close. Good parenting is more caught than taught. We, we can read all the books, listen to all the podcasts, but we need it modeled. We need to see it. We need to hear it. We need to experience it. And so um, I've asked permission to share this, but Ilsen and I, we've had such a wonderful gift 
to have a home away from home in the Plater family, Rick and Jackie Plater. For those of you who know them, you know why they're so special and, and just amazing. But Rick and Jackie have treated us like children. Um, all of the special holidays, all the big holidays and all of the anniversaries and family celebrations, they've made room for us two Latino kids at the table. And we have seen their now adult children go through great efforts to come from other parts of the country to gather and what seems very much authentically enjoy each other's company, right? And so here are Rick and Jackety, they are proof that the it is possible, that we can raise children that wanna have a relationship with us. These are four individuals that are highly independent, rich in their faith. Two of them are pastors. They've done all the things, and now what they're doing is they're enjoying friendship with their children. And it gives me hope. But it took them opening up their home and us saying yes to see it and believe it and now want it for our daughter and any future child that God brings into our life. So maybe you're thinking, Carlos, you, know, you don't know my family. It's dysfunctional. We don't even talk. Here's what I want you to know. The beauty about God is as he's restoring those relationships, which I believe he can, but he gives you a bonus family. It's the family of God that you and I get to now do life with other families and learn and grow and love each other. And so if anything, today, whether you're a parent or not, would you consider being intentional about getting around other families? Amen? So here's what I want to do. I want to end with just praying for us because we're going on a journey. And as I was preparing this message, of course, my relationship with my father came to mind. And I started to think about all the ways I wish it was better and healthier. And so maybe there are people here today that to talk about parenting is rubbing a wound, scar. So I pray that we would not run away from that. We would not push away from that, but we would actually lean in. Holy Spirit, you came to redeem relationships. Jesus, you died for a relationship. You sacrificed your life so that we would have relationship far beyond this life. So my prayer, God, is that every relationship that is wounded, Lord, that you would use this time in our church to bring some restoration, some healing, and that you would give us um, courage and hope to believe that what has been doesn't have to be our future, that relationships can grow, they can become healthier, but it starts with our submission to your will and stepping out in faith. And so give us that faith, give us that courage. We want to be people who reflect healthy, loving community and family. And as we raise our children, we want to model that for them so that they can raise healthy, loving, faithful, fruitful families as well.
we thank you that we get to be on this journey. We thank you for everyone here in the room. Would you bless them in Jesus' mighty name? Amen. Amen. Well, church, I'm going to invite you to stand. And as we get ready to uh, spend some time together in the lobby, I want to just remind you um, that God does check Super Bowl Sunday attendance twice. So, uh, yeah, so you're all invited back next week. Um, and want to just encourage you, again, the Guatemala Go meeting at 1230. Um, please consider joining this group. And most importantly, please consider getting to know one another and intentionally doing life together. We bless you in the love of the Father, in the friendship of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit. May you have a blessed week. Amen.